So I'm back from Voices of Dentistry. It was a great time. Um, I know I was going to do a, a wrap-up for you. I still need to do that. But uh, I have a really cool interview. I actually had a chance to talk with a classmate of mine from the University of Minnesota School of Dentistry in 1997. I was going to use this interview on the dental hacks first, and then I realized that it was much more an Alan Mead experience kind of talk. So um, if you've heard of him before, his name's Dr. Josh Brower. He's kind of a, he teaches a lot. He's big in mini implants. He's big in implant circles. And, and you've probably heard of him if you're on Facebook and all. Just so happens that we graduated from dental school together. And this this interview, we talked essentially nothing about clinical dentistry at all. We mostly talked about what dental school was like for us. And uh, I know I've talked about that a little bit, but this is sort of a, um, I guess it proves my point a little bit because he didn't have such a great time in dental school apparently either. I always thought he was doing great, but uh, really kind of fun to talk about these old times and and, uh, reminisce a little bit. So um, I'm going to go ahead and intro the Alameda Experience with Dr. Josh Brower. So sit back and enjoy. Alan Mead is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Uh, I have an interesting interview for you. This is uh, this is sort of a long time in coming, actually. Yeah. Joining me today, uh, doing one of the breaks here, Voice of Dentistry, uh, a longtime friend of mine, a classmate of mine from dental school, Dr. Josh Brower. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Al. Thank you. My pleasure. So, a uh, little backstory: Josh and I graduated from the University of Minnesota in 1997, and uh, I mean, I, I remember it pretty well. I think. Yeah. Um, it just, it seems like there's no way it could be. This is 21 years. Yeah. I mean, I had PTSD for probably four I did years too. right after. I did too. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. you would be the kind of guy that would, that would have that. I didn't, I, I felt like you, you seemed more resilient about that stuff than I, than, I mean, I wasn't clearly, I didn't, I, I didn't cope with stuff well. Yeah. I put up a good front. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, uh, we had our reunion mm-hmm. uh, this year and I asked, uh, one of the people that showed up, I said, you know, like, you know, I didn't get to see you a lot in school, you know. And she goes, well, you weren't well-liked because we all thought you were doing better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, if you only knew. Like, I could have shown you my grades and you'd have probably loved me. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> you become very popular very quickly. <laughs> no, I, yeah. what, it, what is that about? What is that about us, too? I mean, that's like, that's so typical. Like, the difference between, you know, everyone and what you just said is most people won't admit it. You know, yeah. most people won't admit yeah. it. Uh, or they won't admit it until until stuff's gotten so bad that they kind of have to admit it. You know, yeah. It's like yeah. No, I uh, I very well remember a time when uh, I went to the dean's office mm-hmm. and I said uh, I think I'm struggling. And uh, is there any way you can like make one year into two? Like, do you extend people? Seriously, seriously. I was like, I think I can do this. I just there's so many credits at the same time. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm like struggling. Remember our our, our, our freshman year? Like, the f- I, I think they did this for, like as a shock and awe technique. But I, I want to see we had like 27 credits or some stupid thing. You know? Was, yeah. We had histo and histo lab and gross anatomy lab, gross anatomy lecture, biochem. Yeah. Some some, I, it was like some dental practice like yeah. the, the best in oral anatomy of course you know yeah. and like all these things thrown at us uh, frankly if they were smart they'd have just done uh they'd have done one class oral ana- or anatomy and physiology yeah. and histology all together just get it done 
Yeah. Because it, that would make way too much sense, of course. But, but I mean, like, do that in the first year. Just get that out of the way. And oh, maybe yeah. th- if you had to, throw biochemistry in there. And then you could, like, be a yeah. dentist after that, right? I mean, like, they, they yeah. But, I mean, I understand. They, they did it the way they always did it, and that's what it was. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's one of those things. That I remember I was so intimidated. Uh, they gave us that lecture, like, when we first got there. And I remember a couple things clearly, and one of them was, it's a privilege to be here, and you're going to find out very quickly if you're privileged or not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember them coming in that one time, I guess, you know, when they were giving slips out when people were supposed to leave, and they took that girl out with the yeah. security guard yeah. on either side yeah. of the aisle, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God, was the library busy yeah. Yeah. after that, you know. I, it scared the crap yeah, out of me. Well, what about <laughs> – we, we had a couple of really beauty stories. Oh. Um, so remember Gross Anatomy, how – well, you weren't in the – you didn't live in the fraternity house. So I, I lived in Just the fraternity house. Just before school, yeah. So I, what I remember is like the third years all thought it was hilarious because we were going to go off to our very first day. You know, we had a gross anatomy lab and the, or gross anatomy lecture, and then we had a gross anatomy lab. And everyone's like, oh, you have to go and you change in the hall with everyone. You know, you oh. see everyone you see everyone in your whole class in your underwear. I'm like, no, that's hilarious. You guys are freaking funny. That's hilarious. And I'm like, okay, you'll see. You'll see. And I, I mean, literally right up till the very moment. I'm like, this is real? This is actually happening? Yeah. I've been in that hallway since then. They don't have lockers in it anymore. I suspect yeah. there was a beauty of a lawsuit in there somewhere. That, that, oh, yeah. well, you know, you, you remember if you bent over, you touched somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was right, not yeah. enough room. Well, okay. So we had four people. Two lockers, four people. Yeah. There was the clean clothes locker and the formaldehyde clothes locker, yeah. the, the gross anatomy yeah. locker. And, uh, I mean, that was disgusting. But the other yeah. thing is, is, like, that was what you got to change it. I mean, like, you could go, like, to the bathroom and change if you didn't want to be immodest. But then you were about, you know, 10 minutes behind everyone else in the dissection, all that stuff. Yeah, and you'd feel – I always – I thought about it, and I was like, well, I'll feel stupid because I'm going to go look at naked bodies, and apparently I'm too ashamed <laughs> to show mine in my underwear. <laughs> I never thought about I, it I, that I way. was totally I, – I honestly, I was sitting there the first time. Well, what happened is I bent over, yeah. and my elbow went – pretty hard into a girl's breast yeah, and i got super did. red and embarrassed but i wouldn't like turn around to see who it was yeah. and you know it's it like in the bathroom like you don't look down you don't look no. inside you, and you don't <laughs> yeah like i wasn't gonna look at her i wasn't like i didn't even apologize i was too nervous to, yeah. like turn around and, i like, didn't notice that nothing yeah. happened there yeah d- I, it didn't actually yeah i uh I, was, I you know that that story to this day i've told this story a million times because that that is like that's like comedy gold no yeah. one really believes that it happened. Like it's almost really? like, yeah, no, oh. like that. They think, they think I'm messing with. Them. It's just like, oh no, no, it's real. And, it's and real. I mean, that's one of the things I didn't block out apparently because I'm just like I can't. But but it actually is it sort of a, um, it's like an an illustration of what that was okay at that point. That was yeah. in fact I know that had to have been placed there so we you know we felt hazed. Yeah, that had to have. Yeah, been, right? I mean that's well, like an intimidation yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I can't think of another reason. Because, I mean, it's, uh, and mind you, it's like the, the classic thing was, it was, was it in an Aury building? Is that what it was, where the anatomy labs were? And they, it was like they were, they were old. They were, yeah. they were 1930s old. You yeah. know, the, so the buildings were not up to date. And uh, I think I want to say that didn't, it was either right above us or right above, below us was the, uh, the crematorium. Oh. Uh, and that's where they had the, the school for, um, what do they call it? The mortuary, mortuary okay. tech. Yeah. In the same yeah. building. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of creeped out by it. It had that sort of industrial feel to it, but yeah. it, it was an experience that like, I didn't think that was for real. And then it was, and a lot of that happened in middle school. You didn't, you, this yeah. couldn't really happen. And then it did. I remember, uh, my most vivid memory was the first day after, of course, getting the hazing in the hall, mm-hmm. I put on my gloves, we did the thing mm-hmm. and, uh, I did not know to double glove. Oh, and yeah. So I went yeah. to Taco Bell to eat. <laughs> and I went to t- 
take the bite of the taco. Yeah, yeah it's like. And I literally just vomited into my <laughs> mouth and had to drop it because all I could smell was a formaldehyde. It's a dead body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and the, yeah. what's 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 really horrible about that is you know what. You just got used to that over time. That was just yeah. like that was just like not a big yeah. deal. Yeah, what about the thing where, okay, so you had the little key code. You could key code in on the lab, so off hours you could study. There were people that would like go in there alone at two o'clock in the morning because that was the quietest time. I'm like, yeah, I'm in a room full of bodies at two o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, and I remember it overlooked yeah. the street. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I always had this in my mind, and I, maybe it's just me, and I'm a, and I'm really weird but i always thought what if someone opens the window and throws something out yeah well i mean it just clearly you're mind. not the only person that thought of that i have i have a story that i won't tell for the fact that i fear the university of minnesota might come back for my my okay. uh, my, right. my so, degree but yeah right. it could happen i remember that it yeah. was it was like you're yeah. like you're literally dissecting bodies and looking out onto the street yeah yeah so hey, yeah <laughs> There's some great memories there and, and some scary ones. You remember, like, the practicals where you'd have these bodies, uh, you know, for weeks and weeks, and you'd know <laughs> exactly what, everything know on going. your yep. body. Yep. And then they'd, like, freaking They dissected up. something completely separate on yeah. your body. Yep. And then they would make a hole one inch big for you to determine what vessel that yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was it was done very much on purpose. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah. It was a, well, my thing, our cadaver was, uh, was like... A lot of them, they, they would have the cause of death on them. And, uh, oh, yeah. Remember, the, the cadaver right next to ours was the classic Minnesota farm guy, Minnesota farmer. He was probably, I think he was like 78 years old. He was like seven feet tall. Yeah. And, like, he had a heart as big as a horse, you know. And then my mine was, she was 93, died of natural causes, and every part of her had shrunken just like a shrunken yeah. little old lady. And so, you know, the, the guy who the guy who would help us with the dissection was like, ah, you know, you're going to need to find this on another body because, it was, you know, she donated to science. You gotta love a person for that. But it, it was we could never find anything except we were record holding because she had a gallstone the size of a golf ball. So like that was the only time Mark had ever had anything that was worth. <laughs> I'm so proud that day. I'm so proud that day. Uh, we had uh, a lady that was about pushing 400 pounds. And uh, did you? Oh, I remember that. And you know how they oh, had one cutter per body. Yeah, yeah. So they elected me. I kind of mm. came in last. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm the reader. I'm the inter- yeah. you're gonna cut. And I was like, the 15 blade went halfway up the shank yeah, going yeah, down the chest. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't really know what to do. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I had to, like, take it off in sheets. Yeah, and then yeah. you're putting it in the five-gallon bucket under I the table. I remember the bucket. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was crazy. So, we had the exact opposite cadavers. Like, mine had nothing, oh. and yours was gigantic. That's crazy. Well, yeah, and I had the same issues. Like, some stuff was so compressed you couldn't mm-hmm. find it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I also remember that some of, some of the cadavers were better preserved than others, too. Like, yeah. Because I, I think it's an imperfect science on how they did. Remember, they they took like a latex, like a blue colored latex, and they would inject the the veins with blue, and yeah. they would in the arteries with red. I think their the concept was good. I'm not sure that it necessarily executed itself very well, but yeah, I can't believe we're talking about this. It's hilarious. I can't believe I can remember this much actually. Well, so here's the scary thing. Uh, last year, uh, and I'm going to do it again this year. I went over and did a. I taught a cadaver dissection course really? in Vienna at their anatomy center. Oh my gosh! And I got to see what it's supposed to be like. Al. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, I wondered amazing. about that. Was it was it was it fresh and fresh <laughs> not not preserved? Yeah. They it's they get so many donations. The mm-hmm. entire country basically feels it's their obligation to donate their body to science. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the main training center for Europe because they'll get in multiple bodies every day. Mm-hmm. So they're less than seven days old every time. Okay. Well, see, the thing about that is, is that, yeah. so it's, it's not, they haven't sat there. They haven't been injected with that stuff. I did yeah. a, I did a, a course where we placed implants on a, on a cadaver yes. head, yeah. which was, <laughs> it was cool. You're like, yeah, this is like real 
human tissue. This is what yeah. it feels like when you like it, like yeah. this lip feels like yeah. a lip. This that, is it, but but the weight because it was just a head. There was nothing else. The weight of the head. You're like God. That is really heavy. I never, I never realized the head was so heavy. Oh yeah. yeah and it, it was it was it was actually really a it was a good course. Did I don't, they stay open for you? <laughs> they, no, actually, you know, they, they didn't want to. You had to work at it a little bit. Well, they, and the funny thing is, you know, they had it all wrapped so that you couldn't see anything but the mouth. Yeah, yeah. And and probably that was good because, but I mean, like fresh is different than than preserved, you know. So so you got to go. Yeah. And you you were teaching a course yeah, like that. So yeah, was it, it a placement it, course? Uh, yeah. So okay. it, it was a, a four day thing, and I totally. I think I saw in, it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I fell into it. So I. I fell into this gig where I was giving lectures at the Royal College of London. Okay. These plastic surgeons, like, thought I was an idiot, and they liked making fun of me, so they invited me to come and do this other course. Okay. So the first two days, we teach Botox and fillers, okay. and you inject it, and uh-huh. then the next two days, you dissect it out and see where it went. Oh, my so God. So the outside of the face, you get to see all the vessels and stuff, and then... We did sinus lifts on the cadavers, mm-hmm. and then we did implant placement on the cadavers, and you, they could take out teeth and do whatever they wanted, and so it was all Italians, uh, yeah. all the Italian dentists that were yeah. there for that part of it, and uh, it was hilarious because they asked me to give these lectures, uh-huh. and so you know I translated some of my slides into Italian, okay. but I'm talking, and they're not looking at me at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're only reading my slides. <laughs> because that's the, <laughs> that's the only thing they can you, really didn't, you barely needed to be there. Really. You're just there to push the button on the slides. Really, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, like... Um, it, well, so there's a buckle fat pad, right? Yeah. So, you know, they're trying to, they're telling me that they want to see the buckle fat pad, buckle fat pad. I'm like, well, here's the cheek. This is the buckle. Here's the fat. You know, wh- why do you want to, why, why are we cutting it out? Why do you want to see it? And uh, it's, it's just this, one of those European things. So they actually, the, the buckle fat pad they want is really the retromolar fat pad. Sure. And they use it to close the sinus. That's how, oh, they, wow. that's how they do their sinus lifts. Is they, they leave the skin open, they pull the fat out, and they actually sew this wow. big chunk of fat, which we, we do it uh, here in plastic surgery for de-cheeking. If someone's yeah. got like big cheeks, you yeah. just pull that out. Yeah. Uh, but they actually sew it over the sinus uh, fenestration. Okay. That's how they do it. Yeah. And, uh, it the translation of the buckle fat pad thing was two and a half hours long, uh, you know, <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, no, this I got is nothing. It. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing. I'm like, I had my phone out. I'm Googling. Like, how do you say buckle fat pad? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had nothing. I had nothing. That's funny. Uh, but super nice uh, people. And um, uh, it's, it's a great thing. I'm getting to go back over. Uh, we're going to do Naples in July. So much fun. That's cool. Uh, this time, uh, I brought my wife last time. Mm-hmm. This time, the whole family. Nice. We're going to do like a wine tour. Nice. Hit a bunch of countries. There's uh, an American actually from my hometown that moved over there, and she does these tours. Like 250 bucks a day. Everything's included. Oh, nice. Your travel, your hotel, everything. And so uh, we're just going to do it. That's cool. So, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So I'm trying to think the other the other things was you mentioned the practicals. I remember, you know, preclinic was oh, brutal. Yeah. And I got hung up in the in the remediation thing with preclinic. What's interesting is like you could even see in dental school that once once the clinical stuff started and you actually got to deal with patients like that there was a little dawn of hope you know after yeah. after years of getting crushed by preclinic and you know yeah. like you added a little bit of the human factor for people that actually didn't mind being around other people and there was yeah. like there's like a little bit of hope you know there's a um, it was you know, a certain it was a certain breed of cat of people that would come to the University of Minnesota for school for dental work because so it took so long. But I'm sure you have a good early story, Al, and uh, I, w- I I think I have the record for the quickest rubber dam ever for cutting a crown prep <laughs> the first day. <laughs> wow. It was so funny. I got this. I got the rubber dam on, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I'm going to cut this crown prep and. 
I got the instructor over for the check, and then I'm realizing, like, how do you do the bite check with a rubber dam in there? Yeah, nice. And he was laughing when he looked at it, and yeah. I really wasn't sure. And uh, it took me about a week to figure out you don't actually need the rubber dam for, for a the crown, crown prep. prep. Yeah. Although I know some people yeah. that do use it, but yeah, it's really? occlu- occlusion is really? difficult. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's they just do it for the fact that um, there's a if you're good at placing a rubber dam, there's a speed yeah. element that you gain. You know, like basically. Yeah. Don't have to retract licks. Don't have to retract. I know, I know people that will put a rubber dam on for almost anything. But, I mean, clearly there are limitations. Yeah. But. Well, when I was trying to pack the cord. Yeah. Very <laughs> difficult. There's some difficulty there, to be sure. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, so. I, do you remember? I don't care if he's listening. He'll, he can email us and say bad things about us. Do you remember Mike? Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Mc- when was the last time you thought about that? Um, <clears throat> I, I just remember that. I've Googled, him. I've Googled him. I can't find him anywhere. I don't know. Um, I just remember that he had his cadaver or his little metal head that we were trained yep. on. Yep. Like four feet taller yeah. than everybody yeah. else. Sticking and he was looking up. straight, straight in the out. Mouth. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, like, wow, how, how come we're not doing it that yeah. way? It's, yeah. it's easier. It's definitely not going to, I mean, like, like not super applicable. But you know what? You know what? how they figured him out, right? You remember the story? Uh, so, no. Yeah. He, so here's the thing. So it, uh, out east, a lot of times, they, for rubber dam placement, they would use brown, brown compound to stabilize the, the retainer clamp. Okay. He's never taught at Minnesota. No yeah. one ever taught, and he did that. Ah. He did that. So this is, a guy who, this is a guy who made it all the way through our first year, right to the very end of first year, and then he got kicked out because he had been, he'd gone to a different dental school, and he got thrown out, and he applied under false pretenses. So they kicked him out. But he was, I mean, he was with us, and his last name was close enough to mine that I, I experienced the, <laughs> I got, I got the entire, I got the entire gamut. Yeah, you would have been um, actually, he got moved from our bench because he got, I, I want to say he got into it with another guy bad enough that they're just like, mm. we didn't, so he got moved over to Barton, Barton Jay's <laughs> table. They, they hated us for that. I, uh, I mean, that was one of the best things ever that he got chased away. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm thinking to myself. And he was not a super popular guy. Like, people, no. he drove everyone kind of nuts anyhow. And then when he got tossed out and we sort of heard the story, I'm like, oh, my God. You start just seeing everything. You're like, yeah. how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Yeah. yeah. But they caught him on the rubber dam technicality because the, the brown compound had never been taught at Minnesota. It's funny that someone else would even know that yeah. that's taught somewhere else. Dr. Fair saw it. Dr. Oh, Fair saw it. And it was like he was gone as soon as that. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think I think. Dr. Fair was not a dumb guy. He, he, figured, yeah. he figured it out pretty quick. I think he looked at records, and it was just a matter of that day. Yeah. It's nuts. You know, I was so afraid every single day that I really just tried to, like, look down mm-hmm. all day, every mm-hmm. day, and not pay attention to anything, mm-hmm. but just trying to get by. And uh, I remember uh, preclinical, uh, there was a, uh, I think, Leemdo. Yep, yep. So he, he was doing these amazing preps. Mm-hmm. and uh, I know the story. I, I, I was like... How in the hell? And I, I'm like, dude, you know, I'm not, I'm horrible compared to what you're doing there. Yeah. Can I watch you do that? And I went over there and I realized like he was like totally using stuff we, we weren't getting to use. And he was, uh, he wasn't hitting the adjacent tooth because he was like uh, putting metal matrixes on all the teeth around him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, that's not how I was told to do the crown prep, but I guess there's nothing wrong with it. I wonder but, how he figured that out. It's know. kind of ingenious. What I remember is it might have been him. It might have been someone else. Some people had the springs on their type, and I were pretty stretched out. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. I remember. Well, that was in addition to all those I other things. I was going to say, I'm yes. like, wow, your patient can really open. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, <laughs> that, that was true, too. And, yeah. and I, you know, we, we saw people that would unscrew the yeah. tooth and yeah. prep it in their hand, again, yeah. you know, because they were just, like, struggling. And they're oh, like, yeah. I, can't, I can't afford another tooth. This yeah. one has to be it. <laughs> that's You know what You know what they should give you? That's Dental school should give you an 
basically an unlimited amount of teeth. I've talked with people about this on the podcast. It's to some extent, it's about reps. I would love if I were an operative instructor and I was teaching someone to drop a drop a box for a class two. I would I would basically give them like fifty teeth and say screw up like the first 40 of them and yeah. then let's talk after you've done it a bunch of times. Because yeah. the reality is there's a certain amount of muscle memory. Some people, we talked about this before, some people have, have an advantage coming in because they may have done stuff with their hands in the past, whether it yeah. was yeah. wood carving or, or you know, yeah. painting or modeling. And some people just didn't have that. Like academically, I think I was, I was right up there with people. I, I could hang in there, but I just didn't, I never had any experience with real hand scale stuff. And so I struggled with that like crazy, mm. where some people really had, were naturals with it because they had done stuff with their hands yeah. prior to that. So, yeah. and I mean, they have to understand that everyone comes in with their, with their, with their baggage one way or the other, you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah, I had a little bit of the opposite problem. You know, I, I like to do woodworking, and mm-hmm. so I, I, I probably had dexterity with my hands, but I'd only done three years of undergrad. Mm-hmm. Before I got in, I don't know if you remember this, I was living at the fraternity, and That's I did right. the two years of organic in two months because I hadn't taken it. But guess who took the DAT without taking organic? Me. Oh, wow. Because that, but they said, you have to take it or you can't come. Yeah. So I moved up there early that summer and did that. But So I knew nothing. I mean, we're taking pharmacology with yeah. freaking nurses yeah. and, and, you know, so so many smart people. Mm-hmm. I was I was probably most intimidated at the re-careers that were there, mm-hmm. the hygienists that, you know, you're, you're taking Perry with a hygienist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of intimidating. You mm-hmm. know, they didn't let anybody out, and uh, I was so far behind academically. I think that's the thing. Like, I think people thought I was really serious and, like, trying hard, and I was really trying to not get kicked Keep out. Because what's I, interesting I just, about that is there were a lot yeah. of people in our class that did the three-year thing. Yeah. I, uh, frankly, I was... I mean, like, okay, so I was super proud of my zoology degree until I realized it's like an extra, what, $10,000 that literally, well, I mean, it's been really important to my career that I have a zoology degree because I can tell people about animals. So it's really important. Well, you know? but home. Yeah. Home. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I do have horses, so there's yeah. that. But, but yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, but what I'm saying is a lot of the stuff that, that I did, if... I get it. People say, well, you don't have a degree to fall back on. I'm like, what kind of job am I going to get with a zoology degree anyhow? You know, yeah. It's a yeah. My uh, my trip to dental school was so convoluted. Uh, I'd been in, like, debate in high school, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, I, may, I that's what I'll do. And I uh, was not going to – I didn't have any money, so I was going to stay out of college, you know, for a year and earn it. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends who was very wealthy mm-hmm. couldn't get in mm-hmm. to, like, a state school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he asked me – I have to go – I wrote this letter, and they're going to interview me again to see if they'll accept me even though I'm not supposed to. You, you want to get out of high school for a day? I'm like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there in the admissions office waiting for him while he's in his interview. Mm-hmm. And a uh, lady comes up, and she thinks I'm there to apply. And I'm like, no, I don't have any money. She goes, well, you know, how'd you do on your ACT? And I'm like, oh, I did okay, you know. And she's like, well, based on that, you know, we can offer you a scholarship. And I said, yeah, I know, but you're not saying full ride. You're saying scholarship. Yeah. I said, I don't have any I really, yeah. like, I, I have, like, a buck. I'm going to get a soda. <laughs> you know? and, and then I'm tapped. That's yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm tapped out, you know. And uh, she's like, oh, you can do work study. And I'm like, well, what is that, you know. And so... I thought, uh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I got a job in the law school. Mm-hmm. They called it Stack Maintenance, which meant I put the books back. Yeah, you're like, a library yeah, guy. Yeah, that, I was that's a, I, yeah, a that's pretty good gig for work study. I, that, there's right. a lot, there could be a lot of scraping of plates with work but study, too. You had to do, it was like 40 hours a week, even when the school was closed. So how many books are there to put back? Not a lot. So I was kind of going out of my mind after a while, and it was fine until I heard these seniors going, I can't get a job. I can't get a job. And I got freaked out. Sure. So I go running back over to my advisor. Now this was two weeks before school was supposed to start. Yeah. That, that I had like, that I didn't. I didn't pick my classes. Nothing. They just yeah. said, "Go to this dude over here. He'll here's your schedule." I showed up. So I go to my advisor. I'm like, "I don't want to do. I don't want to be pre-law anymore." And he's like, 
what do you mean? And I'm like, no, I'm like, they said they can't get jobs. And at the time, you know, you don't know that no. there's kind of a, like, good people get jobs mm-hmm. and, and things. And probably the bottom of the class maybe didn't get a job mm-hmm. out of school. Mm-hmm. Or, or they weren't even trying or mm-hmm. applying. You know, maybe they thought it was going to get handed. He goes, no, you're, you're pre-med. It's like, what? <laughs> and uh, he goes, no, I'm the head of the biology department, and we just took your high school transcript, and you had all these biology courses. That was your main focus, so we made you pre-med. Uh-huh. And I was like, so I'm not in the beginner's bio. Like, this is like major's biology and major's chemistry. And like, oh, yeah, all year. You're, not, you're like in 151. You're not in 101. Oh, jeez. So that's, uh, it was very convoluted. It was the same kind of thing. Like, um, uh, my wife's a couple years older, mm-hmm. and she's from the town where the med school is. Sure. So all my friends are going to go to med school. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to med school. Uh-huh. She drops it on me. Well, I'm going to graduate before you, and I'm not staying here. So uh, <laughs> you're going to do something else, you know, pre-internet. So I go to the med school library. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what else is it? What else can I use a degree on? So sure. I'm looking up, like, books, you know. Yeah. And I'm uh, like, dental. I'm like, so I, I, I'm trying to find someone who can tell me where the dental school is in South Dakota. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> there's the one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was a weird thing. So basically uh, I could drive to Minneapolis. Sure. And I'm like, okay, so I can, I'm going to that school yep. or I'm <laughs> That's not going. It. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it never occurred to me to think Nebraska. I didn't sure. even, like, sure. no one told me there was a school there. I applied. Or two, I, or I got in Nebraska. I, I applied and Did got you? in Nebraska. You? you know, here's the thing, Josh. I hate to say it, but. We probably should have gone in Nebraska. At the we, time, yes. 45 students per class. Yeah. It, and, and they, they okay, so I, this is the greatest thing ever. I hope, I hope the dean of Nebraska, when he was there, is, so I went to interview there. The dean of the dental school comes in, and he starts telling me about me. He starts telling me about my, that I'm in the marching band at Miami. He starts telling me that, you know, that, you know I'm a zoology major. And I'm t- he's, like, he's, like, done his research. And I'm like, this is the dean of the dental school. They... They they pick people that they want and they try and get them to go there. And I'm in. Wow. I we, my dad and I went there when I was a senior in college, and uh, I was still. Yeah, I mean, I I chose Minnesota. I wanted Minnesota. I actually went early early admission for Minnesota. <laughs> I got my admission call. I was in the UP. I was in Munising. <laughs> uh, it was I was a senior, so I could drink then. My buddy and I were were uh, <laughs> we were up north like hiking in the snow. It was New Year's. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. I called into the dental school and they told me that I got my app. I got my. Uh, I was accepted at Minnesota. Like oh, yeah. that would have been when? When did we start? We started. It would have been uh, ninety. It would have been New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety two. You know, so okay. they, it was yeah. nineteen ninety three the next year. And yeah, yeah it was up in Munising. I, I can't believe I can remember that. But so that's. I mean, that was where I wanted to go. Apparently, after all the two, yeah. my dad and I, we looked at Iowa. We looked at um, Michigan. We looked at. I looked at University of Detroit, and I didn't even finish my application there. I was, it was in the same school that my dad had graduated from in 1968, uh, like with no upgrades. It was pretty rough. You know, two years later, they had a brand new school. It was gorgeous. But, um, and I, so Iowa, Minnesota, uh, Nebraska, and, uh, and uh, where else did I look? Michigan? Michigan, yeah. yeah. I got into Michigan, and it would have been way too smart for me to have gone to Michigan. My dad's entire family lives like 15 minutes from Ann Arbor. Uh, I would have had so many, pa- and they all have horrible teeth. So, like, I would have had so many. Pa- you know the story. Yeah, You're yeah. like me. You didn't have anyone nearby no, to work on either. I did and not. like, you could see the people who who did well with their clinical requirements had parents that would just come in and wait and get stuff done. You know, it was just oh. like, it, I mean, and I had I didn't know a soul in Minnesota when I started. There was it was no. stupid. Like, obviously, we met people quickly and everything, but it was kind of I didn't know what I should have been looking for. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like crazy stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. So here, here's my family story. So my brother's working at this Mexican restaurant, you uh-huh. know, in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
Andy. It's a mecca of, of Mexican it, cuisine, I'm sure. It, it is. Chi-Chi's. <laughs> if you remember that. that <laughs> I they're do. Long I out do. Of, they're we out of business. But, we had a Chi-Chi's, too, yeah. So he calls, and I had no family. So, mm. But here's my only call from family for dental work. He calls me up. I bit into this chip, and a big piece of my tooth broke off. I need to come see you right away. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, like, yeah, we, I had been to the dentist once before dental school. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So I said, you know, there's got to be, it's, you know, it's like a three and a half hour Probably drive. Probably someone closer, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I said, well, you know, why don't, I said, you know, it's, it's brutal here. You're going to wait eight hours to fill out your paperwork, and then I'll see you in a week. And, yeah. uh, that I, is true, by the way. Yeah. And so I said, uh, why don't you go to a local dentist? And I said, find out what it is, and if it's expensive, like, then it, come on up, because you can save money from that. So I don't get a call back. Yeah. And I don't get a call back, and I'm like, it's really bad or really good yeah. or really embarrassing. Yeah. So I finally call him up, and he you know finally answers and uh, he's like uh yeah they got this stuff it's uh it's called tartar and uh, <laughs> apparently you can get it all across your teeth and it can come off in big pieces oh god i love it i love it but look at the bright side <laughs> i know i was like oh man you got, I, I you got a I really good cleaning but you don't have a broken tooth yep you know? yep so that's exactly what i told him i said so you're he not was, coming to he see was, me he was that guy i know he was that we had guy. we had lots yeah. of those guys but yeah that's that yeah. is classic that is very funny yeah it's uh, that's kind of the whole way it went for me so uh, i just saw who i saw and um, you remember our one classmate who told the patients that all the dental work was free so he could get his requirements done? No. Yeah, he, he stayed like a little longer than the rest of us. Is that right? He was a friend of mine. Okay. And, uh, yeah. It's, he, is, are his initials TB? He, he, you're correct. You're correct. Because <laughs> uh, that sounds like something he would have said. He, yes, he did. So there was, there was some discussion with the school, and the, the policies changed after that quarter. And did, uh, did he get away with that, though? Did he get to he, give some he away? He officially did. Oh, my gosh. And uh, that was because they did not have anything in the policy. That's written down, yeah. They, yep. And um, so TB and I, I, he ended up coming to me mm-hmm. after dental school. We worked together for a little I while. I remember that, yeah. I remember uh, that. He actually looked, I don't know how he got a local number in Germany, but looked me up when I was overseas <laughs> to get me to come back and work with him. Yeah, so I yeah. came back to the Midwest for TB. Yeah. I mean, what's so funny yeah. about that is, first off, that is like the scam that you would totally expect for sure. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, is there's no, I was not surprised to hear he got away with it either. That was yeah. The other- yeah. But, you know, well, that, I remember that was the worst part of the whole thing. You'd go through OMD and you'd get yeah, – yeah. I mean, some of the nicest instructors in the dental school were yeah. the OMD guys, but mm-hmm. they they were not quick. It was quick. Yeah. And then you go into treatment planning, and that was always great. You go to treatment planning, and then basically if it wasn't a two-surface filling, you, need, you needed to get a prosconsole, console. You needed to get yeah. a periconsole. You needed to get a, and so yeah. you're just sitting there with your patient waiting in – you know, whoever was doing the consulting was making no fast moves to come up to you. Yeah. It was it was a nightmare, and and that's why honestly that's how I got to know some of the OMD guys so well yeah. because I was just up there. All, I think I had the record of OMD appointments, but but remember OMD appointments, you would do all the work, but you didn't get to do the work. They would yeah. then distribute the patient. Yeah. You'd do the initial exam, and then someone else would get the patient. Yeah. So and and you only <laughs> needed X number of OMD appointments, and I had like four times that much. You know, it was uh. just like. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, this is all coming back you're, very, you're, very. Yeah, you're giving me raw. Is, I know uh, it's I coming a, back in waves. Right? I got another one for you where I got called. I didn't go to the dean's office. I think it was it was the head of um, was it Endo? Was it I, it I can't remember. No, it, was, it wasn't Tom so, Larson, was it? No. Okay. So so here's my story. You know, I I only got to do molar endo in mm-hmm. dental school, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you know how hard the requirements were to get. Right? It was per canal. It was so funny. Yeah. So what I did is uh, I had this tooth and it was full of decay and accessed it, cleaned it, did the endo, and then, you know, left it and sent it back to whoever gave it to me, right? So they call me in, and they're like, 
do you know what decay looks like? And I was like, <laughs> I'd like to think so. I, I'm not sure the correct answer to, rep- to yeah, say. I'm not sure what you're looking for <laughs> I, here. I will totally tell you whatever you want me to say right now. And uh, I said, um, I believe I could find gross decay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they said, why did you leave decay in that tooth? And I said, well, that's not my requirement. Someone else has yeah. needs the filling, don't <laughs> they? So, someone else is going to restore this tooth, I said, right? So, I don't want to take someone else's filling, you know, because, like, they God, need that. You are, you are a saint, Josh. No, really I are. totally, they thought I was a f***ing <laughs> idiot, that I didn't know what decay was. But I'm like, no, that like, someone gave me this tooth, and mm. I really needed it. I cannot take their filling. That's so <laughs> and, funny. Yeah, and they thought I was an idiot. I, re- I remember the endo thing drove me crazy because, well, first off, you had to take x-rays. You remember the x-rays? <laughs> Yeah. You had to, there was a, you had to move them to a chair, and a lot of yeah. times they were elderly patients that weren't moving very fast, and, yeah. and and the endo people were kind enough, they were nice enough, but they weren't particularly helpful, and I yeah. I just felt like I was just I was just I was just bobbing in the water, I didn't know what to do. Oh God! And and it was by canal, and they'd like you to get a molar if you could, but it wasn't required. I just I just remember that. Like, they would lay out the requirements, but I never felt like I really had a good handle on it. And so, yeah. like, every time I'd go in to, to review where my requirements were, it, it was always like I had no idea what to expect what was going <laughs> in there. Yeah. I, I remember, I mean, they must have thought I was, I, I, they must have thought I couldn't even tie my own shoes, honestly. I, I just, I, I look back, I'm like, I was so clueless. It was amazing. But they were supposed to be educating us. Yeah. Why? I mean, me being clueless yeah. is kind of their fault, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we're here at uh, Voices of Dentistry, your summit, and I'm listening to all these speakers and... Uh, uh, yesterday I hear this thing, you know, that you cannot make a good decision out of fear. Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much had four years of bad decision know, making in dental school because I could not think clearly. I was scared to the point of panic for most of the time that I was there, That's unless exactly. I was drunk, which, again, not a great choice, but that was sort of my alternative at the time. So Yeah, I mean, everybody had a compensation thing, and yeah. I, I was as scared as anybody else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know why they did that, but I, it was. I definitely made decisions that were probably not very good ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, I, I think that's fair, but I just, I don't know. And I, I have been back, and it seems like I've, I've visited a few dental schools. It seems like students are. You'd hope they're getting a better education for as much as they're paying for it, but it does yeah. seem like I've run into a lot of students that were actually relatively happy with their understanding of stuff. Boy, at yeah. University of Detroit. They're like they're like the they're like the seven dwarves are so happy. It's yeah. like they're singing in there or something. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean I hope it's better for dental students. You know, Josh, this was a blast. We have to do more yeah. because there's lots we have to talk about, but I gotta oh, get yeah. I gotta get ready to do yeah. to do an intro here. So we'll do some clinical sometime. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Josh Brower, thank you for being on the oh, show. This is Al, a blast. It's really you. nice to see you. It's been my dream pleasure. Thank you, Al.